Okay, so that'll be the end of that part. I'll do some editing. Feel okay? Okay. And then the next section is the office hours section. So this is this is kind of just, there's no music. Uh, it just starts into it. I don't really edit it down at all. Um, and this is where you guys can ask me a question and I do my best to give you an answer. So since you're our first guest, I actually, you know, would, anyways, uh, I'll just cut that part out. I said I wouldn't cut that part out, so I'm keeping it in. Do you have any questions for me? Um, I guess, did you mention one day that you had worked for Dateline at mm -hmm. some point? Okay, so I was fangirling a little bit because I have been obsessed with Dateline, like, since I was a little girl. Wow, and that's, that's, that's surprising. That's really weird for someone to say. It was sort of a way for my dad and I to bond. We both mm -hmm. really like it. And even I was home, like, two weeks ago, and we got upset at the rest of the family because they were talking over our Dateline episode, and we had to start it over a couple of times. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, that's, that's interesting because your age group typically doesn't yes, but that, watch it. that is the first podcast I had ever gotten into. Mm. It's really the only one I'm loyal to, and I can say... I think I've listened to every episode for the past like four years so wow. I just sit patiently like today they uploaded the new one and I listened <laughs> to it at work so when you said that I was just super excited about it so I guess what was your experience like there and what kind of things did you do well I should say I didn't work for the podcast that came after I left um, I was a producer there so the, the behind the scenes stuff so booking shaping helping scripting and then because I have kind of um, I was part of this like little elite team of my age group you know uh that has shooting and editing skills and so we were also kind of field producing shooting editing getting sent out by ourselves sometimes to just get every, a lot of different things um it was uh it was you know i don't know it was it was that's what i did that's what what you do when you're a tv producer people don't see that uh side of that thing um and i guess one thing is you, who you see is a person who's telling the story so who, who, since you're a fan, uh, who, do you recognize any of the voices? Who's, who's the voice that you know? <laughs> That's going to be my next question is if like you really got to know the voices behind it because I am a sucker for Keith Morrison. One of my, my favorite voices to who listen isn't? to. He's got the best voice. He, I have to say all of them, like it got to a point where I knew exactly who it was, but I do particularly try to pick the ones that he is, um, narrating mm. i do really like andrea canning too i think she does a really good job she was the narrator today for the one that i had listened to yeah. but um i mean wh who else do we have dennis mankiewicz mm -hmm. um man you really are a fan this is insane when i tell you i've listened to every single one i mean i'm yeah. from wisconsin so i make that five hour drive between here and there and i got really sick of listening to music so i started just diving into these podcasts because i was like you know what i haven't watched that show in a while i wonder if there's a podcast and that's when I'd found it, and now um, I work for a popcorn seed company, and I'm in the research department, so we do a lot of just really repetitive work. So I'm on that podcast every single day. Oh my gosh. So that I'm going to tell them that you're listening. Okay. Oh, so do you? Are um, you close so just to, to like, get, so Keith Morrison? No, because Keith Morrison is based in California. Okay. And so I never worked with him. I was based in New York. Um, I and I never worked on a Keith Morrison piece, so I never even really you know edited his voice or anything. Um, Mankiewicz, yes, uh, I worked with him not as closely, but that was because uh, he's in Florida. But he did voice a piece that I worked on, so it was more like here's the script via email. Here's the script, and he has his own recording booth in his house. He records and sends the file. Andrea Canning and me got very close. So Andrea and I were both pregnant at the same time, twice, and um, she and I went undercover once uh, as 
for an adoption scam piece where we pretended to be pregnant trying to give our babies up for adoption uh, to catch an adoption scammer. And uh, yeah, so Andrea is someone that I probably got the closest to of all the ones that, that you named. Hold up. So that adoption scheme, was that an episode? That yeah, was, that was an okay, episode. Okay, I, I remember it? this one. I remember it. I'm in it. Oh my gosh. This is like something that was probably so long ago that I had watched it. So it, it aired in 2014. Yeah, I, I faintly remember watching that. Obviously, that is with my so dad at home. Funny. I'm going to go. I'm in it. So me and Andrea are in that's it. That's insane. Uh, and in, in an undercover kind that of thing. That is insane. That is, that's pretty funny right there. Yeah. Well, when I tell you I'm addicted to, to the show, I'm addicted to the show. I'm going home again this weekend. And it's something that my dad and I do when I'm home for a oh weekend. Gosh, so I, that is so cool. I, I know that we'll be watching. It's to the point that if I watch it, with him i'm like dang it now when they put it out as a podcast next week i'll have you already know, watched you know it the answer <laughs> but you will need to tell them that i'm like a super fan because i have never had anything where i'm like yeah i'm probably their number one fan but i think for this i am it's gotten to the point that it's like borderline obsessive and like my dad will go to flick on an old episode and i'm like no i already listened to that like i I'm i can't gonna, do this i'm gonna let the producers that i know who are still there and there's quite a few i'm gonna let them know yes they're yes. gonna be excited i they, might even give them this like the, the link so they can hear please please do because i have never found anything like that that just keeps me engaged every single week usually everything just sort of dies out over time but i don't know what it is i guess i have to say it's like all the producers putting it together because obviously it's brilliant enough that i've been on over 20 years yeah they know what they're doing yeah. and um and it was actually my dream job so in the 90s news magazines were the thing and i was a teenager then and i would watch all of them um and I also love like the procedural legal dramas. And so Dayline was kind of where I thought it was going to retire and everything like that. And so when I got there, yes, I had my dream job. So it's so funny to meet someone else who's a fan of it. That's cool. Um, all right. Good. I answered your question. Yeah, I think so. It, it sounds like something that would be really interesting to at least check off along your career path. So, Well, like I said, if I could, I would be there still. Mm. But having the kid was really difficult in New York, and that's big, that's the big reason why I opted to become teach instead. Do you think that it, um, I guess this is a second question, but do you think that the skills you picked up there you still can use today? Well, I use it when I teach, for sure. Um, in the podcast scene, it might not seem like applicable, but when we start talking about interviewing, for sure. Um, in my other classes, we do a more uh, video work, for sure. And then I still work with some colleagues. I'm just finishing a documentary now with a former colleague, and he now is a professor at San Francisco State University. So it's, yeah, and I freelance for them. So there was, you know, in Arizona, there was a uh, trial, and, you know, they, they I freelanced for them while I was there. So, yeah, it's one of those things that I feel like is I'm part of that world for the rest of my life uh, question for me here oh no, i have no questions i'm just that was I, good i'm just happy to be a fly <laughs> on the wall in the, in the, the allison and tony podcast because i i'm not as big of a fan of dateline uh as allison but i've watched enough of the show and like i've i've been in the position before to like fan fangirl out a little bit if you will and to watch allison fangirl out for a show like that that so you funny. had a, like so not only were you a part of it, but like I mean, you even just told us, I didn't know this, that you were actually on the show. <laughs> like, well, I didn't star. And it was one episode <laughs> that I went undercover. So sometimes producers would go undercover. Yeah. Uh, and actually in that episode, there was another scene where uh, some producers we worked with were, went undercover for us on that. Um, a lot of that also you asked about the skills is like literally like how do we hide cameras? How do I have hidden cameras in? I used to be like known as the person who would get so like the starbucks cup cam and 
cat cat cam putting gopros on cat and i mean i was the person who was doing that oh i have putting in like the key fob for a car thing so that you don't know in books like everything it was it's that that was the fun part yeah because i know i've listened to so many different um podcast episodes where they're like yeah we sat down with this person you wanted to do a murder for hire type deal and we were secretly recording them the entire time i worked on that series oh my gosh that was where the starbucks cup cam came that's what i mentioned that that was actually a chris hant one of chris hansen's last times uh, working at dateline and we it was a craigslist thing and we were looking at people who were offering to murder for hire <laughs> and we would just meet up with them at bryant park and we would all be sitting at different tables and yep and we have one camera under a coat or when one you know the starbucks cup with the microphone and the camera and so yeah that's so funny that you actually know about this i don't think i've talked about it in years we got to check. We got to bug the classroom. We got to check the classroom now. For I later. know. Every every class I, we've had this far has been look, recorded. This, it's my instinct to just always. I, <laughs> well, now I, I want to see some of the techniques now. I am. I'm a little curious. Oh, man. I don't know. You'll have to take one of my other classes, I guess. I don't know. You know, that could be a class in itself, you know, for investigative journalism or something. How I, to so I initially taught in a journalism program and I thought about doing that, but I got worried about people doing the like, um, tricking girls in the dorm room mm. posting you know i did a, a dateline we did a thing on uh people who use like um porn revenge online you know like uh not blackmail porn blackmail and so that i started to worry that maybe the age group doesn't really match up enough maturity wise to teach them how to hide cameras <laughs> yeah that's- at least people can figure it out for themselves at least i don't want to be the one who's like the guru I I just I love the opportunity to fangirl because I sit. I I worry about our listener. I I try to do this with like my fiance or like my friends and stuff, and they're like, "Why? Why are you so into this show?" (laughs) Well, really, the people who watch it now are like grandmas. (laughs) Like, I worry about it getting aged out, but I don't have to worry about that anymore. But that was a concern that the it wasn't really. With the podcast now, though, I feel like at least that because podcast, true crime podcast is real is that is the number one thing that uh, for podcasts that people dive into. And so I think that is kind of helping them bring in a new generation. Uh, Absolutely. I guess you're one of those. I do have to say, I, I try to promote it to people. A lot of my friends know that I'm very into Dateline, and I was so excited. They started doing the actual podcast series that aren't, like, actual episodes, so I listened to the other one. It was, like, Murder in Apartment 12 or something like okay. that. So that was dead. <laughs> I haven't listened to any other podcast. So, no, it was really cool. I was sort of skeptical about it because I was like, well, I really like the format they have. I wonder what this is going to be like. But it was six episodes. I watched it during one day when I was working at – or I listened to it one day when I was at work. Um, and I liked how it was split up and stuff and each episode sort of, you know, recapped what was covered in the last one. So it was cool to know they're creating something just for that platform. Mm, like it was like original content. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so, see, they're getting it. Yes. They're getting it. All right. I should wrap this up. Thank you, listener. Sorry about all that dateline. <laughs>